Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you joined us for this episode for Sunday, August 7, 2022, entitled Telling Time for Beginners, The Technology Trap. The other night I was in a restaurant and as many of you have happened sometimes, I got a uh, prompting or notification, whatever you want to call it, on my phone to rate the place. And I'd been there many times, and I was happy to do so. Gave them a great, great endorsement and rating and so on. Well, later, I mean like a minute or two later, that wasn't too long, maybe five minutes, when my order was brought to my table, the waitress said, are you Edwin? And I just looked at her for a minute and I said, yes. And she put my food down without comment. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of awkward, actually. And uh, as I began to get ready to eat, I was thinking about how did she know my name is Edwin? You know, I go by Ed. I had, uh, I used cash. I did not pay with a card. I had on no name tag. And as far as I know, I'm unknown by name to the staff. And the only thing I could figure was my review was instantly seen by the staff. And that's how they knew my name was Edwin. Now that's technology at work, my friends. And that just reminds us that there's no place left on earth to hide nor escape when trouble breaks out because technology is everywhere. And right now, it might not seem like a trap. It may seem like a wonderful convenience. But I want to explain today that I believe that a trap is being set for the entire world and it is a technology trap. Now, there are other aspects to that beyond technology, but primarily the tool of this trap will be technology. Not long ago, I sat in the terminal in DFW, the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, and I saw the Amazon One at Hudson nonstop and I watched, it's the first time I'd ever seen this, and I think I read that it's the first store of its type in an airport, as the way I understood it. But I watched as people walked in, picked up items, and walked right out. And I already had heard of this being tested in the northwest of the United States. So, so it didn't surprise me too much to see what was happening, but, but I, I witnessed it and saw it. And I thought, like, wow, that is... It's kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> and But at the Amazon One at the Hudson Nonstop, that's the first place, at least at that airport, I think it might even be in the country, but, but for sure at Dallas-Fort Worth, the first place in the country where the palm would be uh, red, and that would be the payment. And it's called Just Walk Out. Now, the problem is that the prototypes, like the grocery stores in the Northwest that are being uh, put in place and tested, I think they're, they're running now, but uh, not long ago they were being tested. 
But the, the problem is that the prototypes are being tested and in the grocery store setup, you can't just walk in. Now, I want you to think about what I just said. You have to be able to be allowed in. And there's no clerk, no cash or anything like that. But the control is even over getting into the place where the groceries are. Well, Pastor Ed, I just don't see the problem. It's all so convenient. Yeah, well, to me, it's all so controllable and handy to be able to decide who can get into a grocery store and who can't, regardless of whether they have the financial means to buy the products. Let me give you another example. The Chinese Communist Party in China, which has enslaved the Chinese people amazingly, the CCP in China is well on track to have 330 million surveillance cameras for its approximately 1 billion people, give or take a million or two here or there. And this is what they claim is probably even more than that. Do you realize, I think I did my math right, that's, that's an average of one camera for every three people. That's insane. That is some surveillance technology right there. Now, here's the thing that ought to concern you. You, you know, you might say, well, that's, that's the CCP. Those communists are always doing pretty weird things. And, you know, that's just what they do in China. I'm okay with that. Well, you shouldn't be. But even if that was true, it's still a problem. But did you know that China is exporting this same type surveillance camera system to the entire world, everywhere they can sell it or install it for governments around the world, countries around the world, they are doing this. And slowly but surely, the Chinese Communist Party's social credit system that is enslaving China right now, I mean, even more than they already had them enslaved, the CCP's social credit system is beginning to take hold around the world. I'm sure that you heard about digital passports on people's phones that would determine whether you could enter certain places or not. No proof of vaccination, you can't enter because your digital passport indicates that, uh, well, you don't have one, and that's the problem. Or if you do have one, it does not uh, authorize you to enter this country or this store, for example. Money is eventually, and this may be much sooner than we can even imagine, going to transfer from being currency and coin to simply digital money. And when you're paid in the future, you won't be given a check and you won't be able to cash that. It will simply be like uh, an accounting procedure. Um, you'll be given a credit with your financial institution. And then, of course, when you spend, it's subtracted from that. But here's the thing. 
in the good old days, <laughs> when we got a paycheck, even if it was deposited directly to the bank, we could get money out of the bank. Now, I know that a lot of people never use any cash today. This is me. I use cash at every single opportunity to gum up the system. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm fighting back against this whole thing. But when, when I am in control of my money, then I have freedom because then I can choose. And you know, when I actually have cash, for me to lose that, the government or someone needs to come and take that from me. But you know what? When it's all just an accounting procedure, a digital process online, with the click of a mouse, I can be defunded. And we have already seen this in Canada with the farmers, and we have seen similar things with people who went to bed in Europe in several countries there. This has been about probably five or six years ago. They went to bed with one amount in their bank account, and they woke up with a different amount lower in their bank accounts. And when the outrage was expressed, it was the government basically said, hey, it's all legal because they had passed the right laws or the wrong laws, if you look at it correctly, and the government needed the money, so we took it. Now, that ought to, that ought to frighten you. Do you think it's a good idea that the technology that's in place today and being advanced at apparently a moment-by-moment -moment speed currently do you think it's a good idea that your ability to choose and even buy food can be controlled by someone else? I'm pretty sure that every person listening is saying, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, that's where we're going. Now, it's, it would be easy to cite other examples of this, but you know, you can search this out yourself online and you will see the direction that the so-called elites of the world want to take the entire world globally to a digital monetary system, a cashless society. And while it may have some benefits in the wrong hands, which I would define as their hands, but in the wrong hands, it can be a tool that can be used to literally kill people. Because there's this funny little thing about eating. If you don't do it for enough days in a row, you will die. I want you to think about the, the, um, the weightiness of what we're talking about. I believe that a trap is being set. Now, I do not know, I can't prove for sure, although I have my suspicions, and I think I'm right, but I can't prove it to you today that the elites know that this is a trap. I think they do, but I can't prove it. But I'll tell you who does know that it's a trap, and that's Lucifer that we talked about in the last couple of weeks. That's Satan. That is the, the global system of government 
and finance and religion that will be set up and conveniently handed to the one we call the beast, the Antichrist, at the midpoint of the tribulation, three and a half years into the tribulation, although he will have been ruling already, he will, he will go full pedal to the metal using all of this to be completely in control of the entire world. Now, I want to read to you today from a couple of passages. And the first one is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 31 to 36. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself in his earthly ministry before he went to the cross died a sacrificial death that we might have our sins forgiven and literally rose victorious over death three days later. And I'm so happy he did that and he is alive and he's coming again. Amen. That's the Christian message. But before all of that occurred, he was explaining how things were going to be in the world prior to his return to take over the earth and rule it correctly. And in, in reference to the many things that he has already said in Luke 21, we, we kind of come near the end of it in Luke 21, 31 to 36. And he says here, So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, I want to go back to verse, uh, let's see here, verse 35, where it says, where he said, for as a snare shall it come upon come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. There's something that's coming that will be a trap and it will affect the entire global population. This will not be, uh, you know, daily life as normal, history as normal, the future unfolding as it always does normally. Jesus is warning here about a trap. That's exactly the word he uses, snare. And he urges everyone who reads this to, to strive 
and pray to be alert, you know, be watch, be on watch. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. So it can be escaped. But he says, all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, I'm reading from blueletterbible.org because this is a great explanation of the word we have in English there, the word snare that Jesus used in verse 35. And I'm quoting blueletterbible.org. The King James Version translates Strong's, and it gives the reference number from Strong's Concordance, G3803, in the following manner, snare. This occurs five times, and it gives an outline of the biblical usage of the English word snare. But it is the Greek word pagis, okay? P-A-G-I-S, pagis. Now, here's how it's used in Scripture. Number one, it's a snare, a trap, a noose. It is used of snares in which birds are entangled and caught. It implies unexpectedly, suddenly, because birds and beasts are caught unawares. I mean, think about it. If a bird or an animal like a raccoon, let's say, if they could realize they were walking into a trap, they wouldn't do it, right? But it's unexpected, it's sudden, and they're caught unawares. And it goes on to say a snare, that is whatever brings peril, loss, destruction. It is used of a sudden and unexpected deadly peril. It is used of the allurements and seductions of sin. It is used in the New Testament of the allurements to sin by which the devil holds one bound. And it is used concerning the snares of love. All right, so with that in mind, let's reread what the Lord Jesus Christ said and we're reading it in English, but in the Greek New Testament, the, the word for the English word snare is pagis. And remember all that we said about that word here in the last moment or two. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. All right, now hang on to what I've explained so far. We're going to go now from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, where we read these verses, to the last book of the Bible, the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we're going to go to chapter 13, and we're going to read all of it from verses 1 through 18. 
This is the snare that is coming on the whole world. And I believe that for it to work as effectively as it does, we can, now let me say this. I believe that this could have occurred at any point in history and if it needed to, it would have been no problem for God to literally fulfill what we're going to read. But when we look around the world in which we live today and we can see where it's going in terms of technology and surveillance, even against our will, we can see clearly how much easier it would be for all of this to happen in our day and in the future to come because whatever we can see today will be refined and perfected to levels that are simply incomprehensible to the human mind. That's where the people developing these things are taking it. And that's how Satan will use it against the entire world, except those accounted worthy to escape. So let's read in Revelation 13, verses 1 through 18, I'm going to read without comment all the way through this. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience 
and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. I want you to know, my friends, that when this literally is fulfilled at the midpoint of the tribulation, three and a half years into it, there will be no place left on earth to hide or escape except Jesus Christ who offers the way and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And then we read in Revelation 3, verses 10 and 11. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. 
Now, I am praying about, thinking about, considering a series through the book of the Revelation. I'm not completely sure I'm going to do that right away, but I'm praying, praying about that and thinking about that. And if I do so, then we will explain all of this in greater detail at that point. My main message for you today is Jesus Christ has warned in certain terms, in clear language, that there is a trap coming on the entire world from which no one will be able to escape except through him. I want you to write this number down. 877-247-2426. And I want you to know in your heart of hearts that if you have Jesus Christ become your Lord and Savior, you will be able to know for certain that you will escape that time and you will know how your eternity will turn out. Instead of following Satan and being condemned with him to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and be welcomed into heaven and eternity with him. Some of you may wish to go to chataboutjesus.com, chataboutjesus.com, and someone will talk with you by chat about what it means to repent of sin and cast yourself helplessly upon the Lord Jesus Christ to become your Savior and Lord. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I hope today that when we see what is coming upon the earth in the future, that you will want to today to become a Christian, no matter what the cost is today, that you will give your life to Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for you today if you are not yet a Christian. If you are a Christian, I hope that you will allow your life to be used by Jesus Christ to warn others before it's too late. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Week in the Word at drredhill.podbean.com. And I pray that you will like the podcast and you will share the podcast right now, right where you're listening, and you will follow the podcast so you don't miss another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If Jesus does not come first, I will return next week with another episode of This Week in the Word. Bye-bye.